0: Terms apply.
1: Jack Mitchell, live from Lincoln. I'm Josh Peterson, live from Omaha. It's snowing again. It looks Oops. like garbage out. Jack, are you happy that you didn't make the trek to Omaha? There was never any discussion yeah. about you doing so, but man, I'm really happy that you didn't looking outside.
0: So I can't even see very well behind me, so I don't actually know totally what's going on, but I figured this this might be the case. I just I just know always saw the snow falling right before I came down here to start the show. I was just excited, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's nice to get a little a little snow, kind of a a Christmassy feel mm. around here. Just really, pre- I thought it was really pretty, is what I thought. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah, Nick was I, just. I did... Oh, was well, that? I was just gonna say? I did get a text from my daughter who's at school, and I forgot to tell her I was doing this show today. She was like. Can you... She was like, she usually walks. She was like, can you come pick me up? <laughs> like, it's a really so, bad out here. And I was sorry. like, sorry, oh, I'm doing something. Sorry. sorry.
1: Yeah. No. Nick lamented right before we came back that he, what did you say, Nick? I'm over the snow. So I'm over the snow. I don't Dude. mind it. If there's some break between the snow, but with snow and then just
0: crappy cold and then more snow, the seasonal depression just kicks in. Mm. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next week. We got to get to, we got to get to, uh, I think Sunday. Sunday, yep. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Get into those thirties. Um, I'm getting sick, lo- Jack,
1: of looking forward to the weekend being done, so we can not have to have the like the horrible cold. This is now two yeah. consecutive weekends mm. where the coldest days will be the weekend. Looking
0: forward to Monday. Didn't? Josh, I remember talking to you because you run obviously on Uh-oh. Saturdays, and I can say it even if you can't. But uh, I'm allowed uh, to now. It's 2024. I'm allowed to where, talk like, about every... running. Oh, okay. Weren't we in a stretch like in March or something last year where every Saturday was bad? I kind of remember we were in the, you you complaining about the exact same thing where the yes. bad weather was confined yeah. to the weekend. Yes, and you were doing another countdown to good weather. I was the 45 yes. day outlook
1: again. This is where Jack and I are handshake meme where we start looking forward to the good weather. And so I've had oh there we go and it looks see. Oh, and now you zoomed that's in right. on, on one of them that's on right. accident. Yeah, so it's it's bad. Well, I mean, it's going to be better. Look at that, 35, 38, 36, 34. I just wish,
0: Jack, instead of the clouds, we would see the sun on the yeah, first. Yeah, that's the problem. I would give away 10 degrees for the sun. Yeah. And again, again, sorry, not to get too much into weather talk. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we'll do that again later year, on in the, in the show. This time of year, your eyes should not go to the temperature first. It should go to the wind speed first wind speed should be the first thing that you're looking at this mm, time of year. Yeah, that is more impactful, in my opinion, than temperature.
1: So, uh, yeah, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. And if you want more weather talk, well, I, I offer you two things, A, the crossover, and then B, our segment coming up in a half hour when we look back at what the hell happened with the hive, hive mind rather of uh, Husker football fans from almost two decades ago now. Uh, so I, I mentioned this before we went to break. I saw a really interesting opinion thrown out by a friend of the program Sam McEwen and he was in doing so he was quote tweeting something that Dan Wetzel said so Dan Wetzel of Yahoo uh, he tweeted this yesterday morning he said since the Rose Bowl Alabama has seen Nick Saban retire 21 players enter the transfer portal and then he mentions a couple of players six recruits from the class of 2024 and 2025 decommit he adds tough stretch for the tide welcome to the real world and it So I hadn't seen that, but Sam quoted it, and he said, One of the most stunning things, Saban retired with a sterling rep and apparently made zero demands or contingencies for successions. Urban Meyer left Ohio State with Ryan Day, and all of his assistants still installed. Obviously, around here, we will very much remember a coach leaving and leaving behind a contingency plan, Tom Osborne handing the, the role to, uh, to Frank Solich. Meanwhile, Bama dealing with their own groin kick right now. Uh, so to to get into the dis- discussion, Jack, I don't know so much if Sam was like judging Nick Saban for for doing it this way, but I certainly found it interesting because you could read it that way. Are you surprised at all that the you know biggest control freak that the sport has had this century has seemingly been this kind of hands off, where there wasn't this obvious person to, to to continue like that? They have to bring in a brand new coach, a brand new coaching staff, and it truly does feel like we're going to see a new version of Alabama, where like that. That didn't happen with Urban Meyer, and it hasn't happened with a lot of the historically great coaches over the last twenty years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings on it because there's like a little bit about his personality, about Saban's personality that I can kind of see. Like, man, when I'm done, I'm done, right? And yeah. I am when you're when you're finished with a job, like I don't want to try and tell you what to do next. I am out. I am retiring. I'm going to concentrate on other things that are going on in my life. And to the extent that I'm, I'm setting some kind of a blueprint out for the future, it feels like I'm still sort of living in that world and I don't want to be anymore. So I think that might have been, because it it is still a little different than Tom Osborne doing that because it's the only place Tom Osborne had been, right? Sure. I mean, of course, Nick Saban is Alabama. Of course, that is still the case. But it's still a little, there's still a little bit of a different ownership of the whole thing with Osborne at Nebraska as compared to Nick Saban at, at Alabama. But, so I'm not like, I'm not, like, surprised, but to be honest, though, like, I'm sure Alabama... What do you think Alabama fans think about that right Uh, now? Do they wish that that he had done that? I have been thinking about that exact question for over a
1: week, and I have no desire to go hop into the Alabama message boards or or participate in Alabama Twitter. I really wouldn't even know where to search. But I have been wondering that a whole lot because on one hand, like, I would say, what did you expect? The greatest coach in the history of the sport retired. You know, there were going to be some hard... Hard changes, you know, players go to Alabama, not because it's Alabama, but because they wanted to play for Nick Saban because they knew that they would win championships and he would get them to the NFL. And so I've been wondering about that a lot where, you know, like when Osborne handed it off to Solich, I mean, it was such a, I mean, of course it was such a different time. So it's almost hard to make that comparison, but like the hope was like, and now he'll continue to keep it going. This is not about Like that, I mean, like, yeah, Bama fans want the run to continue, but if it it does, it's going to happen in a much different way. Like, Ari Wasserman, he wrote about Alabama today and, and kind of like, what will their recruiting be like? How will they put together their roster moving forward? And he asked a question that I thought was awesome. He said, Does Alabama recruit itself? And I think that that is a very important question to have at this moment in time following Saban because on one hand, you say, of course they do. It's Alabama. On the other hand, I say, yeah, but they're Alabama because of Nick Saban. Like, I don't think Nick Saban is Nick Saban because of Alabama. I think that Alabama became the program that they were because of him because they they, they needed him, I think, more than he needed them. And I think that his success at LSU shows that at least to some degree. So I don't know. I would love to know what Alabama fans think of this because I have to imagine that there's probably a lot of fear right now with what's happening.
0: The other thing is, do people do that even as much? What Tom Osborne did, like I guess you, I guess the the example Sam gave was Urban Meyer, but I mean that was a while back too. I, I guess the difference I'm thinking of is like think about Saban's assistance as compared to Tom Osborne's assistance, right? Like Nick Saban has already placed his assistants Albert. in umpteen head coaching jobs already. Bingo. It's not. I, I mean, the difference is. Osborne was caring for those guys' careers, right? Yes, yes. I don't think anyone on Nick Saban's staff is going to have to worry a ton about their career situation, like the assistant coach, you know, like George Darlington and Frank Solich and Dan Young and all those guys. Would ha- they probably would have had jobs, but it's a night and day different situation, and that was part of the reason I think Osborne was hands on was because of loyalty to those guys. And I don't think Saban needed to show those that sort of loyalty to that Alabama coaching staff to make to wrap up to wrap up that they've got a job and they can stay in Alabama because they're all sort of like journeymen already, right? Yeah. Like Tommy Reese, right? He's a Notre Dame guy. Exactly. You know? uh, 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 and there's probably umpteen other guys in who have been through there that are the same way. So that's the other difference, I think.
1: In the end, I think that the thing that has happened to them is that their success in, in terms of handing the job off to a different coach. It did work against itself in some degree because all of these assistants kept moving on and getting jobs elsewhere. You know, Kirby Smart, of course, is the best example. But Lane Kiffin was there. um, And Steve Sarkeesian was there. And, I mean, even Bill O'Brien was there. Like, there have been a lot... Remember, last year, Bill O'Brien, people wondered if he might be Nebraska's next head coach. Mm -hmm. And so...
0: though that is it's been the a rotating door correct. Of, of super high level coaches. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Butch Jones among others. And so yeah, like yeah. that is it ultimately what yeah. worked against them and so like I think Sam brings up a good point but I would also say like I just don't think that they had that guy anymore. You know, it was just it's too difficult because of the the amount of success and you know again to make the Nebraska comparison how different things are like those guys wanted to be assistants and they wanted to be assistants for Tom Osborne at Nebraska. And so outside of, like, Solich interviewing with, what, Minnesota, right? Like, just those guys weren't looking to move on at that point in time, right. whereas Alabama has been, like, this constant stepping stone job for so many of these co- coordinators and, and assistant coaches.
0: And, Josh, like, what does that even look like if Saban had If Saban had done that? What would that even look like? Like, I don't even Like, know. on the roster this year? Like, who's the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess it would have been Tommy Reese. like I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they have that kind of obvious person right now anymore. I don't I don't I don't think that they yeah. have
0: that guy. Right. And I think a lot of people are going to are, are still going to move on and that guys it's just I don't think you can have that kind of continuity anymore from coach to coach very often. Yeah. Right? It just it it doesn't it doesn't happen very often and um yeah, I don't know. But it's listen, man, they they are going to be it's crazy. I mean, they are legitimately going to be rebuilding, Josh. Yeah. They are, it's going to be so weird. Next year is going to be so bizarre. Like, they're going to go into their second or third game is at Wisconsin. Like, it's going to be hard. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Alabama's going in as an underdog to Wisconsin next year? Yeah, it's and crazy. Jack,
1: their first, I believe their first conference game is against Georgia. And it's funny, like, as good of a coach as I think DeBoer is, I have definitely now, uh, I, I've not really changed my tune, but – but I am now staunchly in the spot of I don't think that he is going to be a successful coach there compared to what they ultimately expect. I guess what I'm saying is I think Kalen DeBoer is going to get fired, yeah. and I think he's going to get fired within like a half decade. I don't think that we're going to see him as Alabama's coach yeah. by the time we get to the 2030s.
0: I agree. I agree. That's – it's hard to ima- – It's hard, man, I think a lot of him, he's got a gaudy record. I think what he did was impressive here, but I think the combination of the challenge in the competition and the high expectations – it's 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 as tough as it gets and especially if you're really truly rebuilding there, which it looks like at least to some degree they're going to be doing
1: yeah. and you know to to look back for just a moment, like you know two of the best coaches in college football history won there, Bear Bryant and Nick Sabin and Gene Stallings did win a national championship in ninety two but otherwise it's like a very thin. Thin list of coaches, at least in my lifetime, you know, certainly, and, and probably how you even remember them growing up. Whereas, like, I always think about that program compared to an LSU where, like, Les Miles won a national championship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Nick Saban, of course, won a championship, and Ed Orgeron won a championship. Two of those three coaches are viewed fairly unfavorably by college football <laughs> fans and media, you know, at large. And they won national championships. And so, like, that fan base says, hey... Every coach that comes here should win a national championship because two idiots could have won a national championship.
0: It's <laughs> true. I mean, they fired one of them. Yeah. They, I mean, they, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, it's crazy to think about it that way. But it is a huge – if that guy oh, – say this about Kalen DeBoer. If he does that, man, he has gotten himself into some rarefied air really quickly Correct. as a coach. Yeah. If he has, If he has success in, I don't know, like the next two years – two, three years. Yeah, Because he's not going to have a long, much longer leash than that, I don't think.
1: Yeah. When you think about coaches that have followed the legend and, and have had success, I mean, Jimbo did win a natty and he followed Bobby Bowden, so I guess, like, we should throw him into the mix. But in terms of following a legend like this and having long-term success, you know, most of them end up like Solich or someone else and they end up getting fired. Uh, Travis has, before we go to break, who is at their school longer, Rule or DeBoer?
0: Man, L- like I say... I can't imagine if DeBoer doesn't get get pretty gaudy results in two or three years, he's gone. I think so. I mean, I think I would. I would. I think I would rule, say rule has a longer leash. I think Rule has a longer leash. So
1: yeah. I would say Rule. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. All right. When we return, Robin Washer will join us. We'll uh, continue our conversation. Pick it back up uh about nebraska basketball and the loss last night and uh i mean the big question of course is what it means for things moving forward so we'll talk about that with robin plus uh we have to do our most important weather investigation yet uh in regards to the uh 2006 big 12 title game uh and i have not had a chance to opine yet about mike mccarthy returning to the dallas cowboys so we will uh there's so many things to get to yeah yikes i cannot
0: wait for that by the way Uh, for me or for him returning no, for your take on I'm. I mean, I think I know what it is, but like, I'm really curious to actually hear it coming from you.
1: All right, so we'll uh, we'll do that after Robin wash it. Well, no, we'll do that in the four o'clock hour after our uh, I team investigates the weather and uh, what in the world happened back in 2006. Robin, wash when we return here on 1620
0: the Zone. You've worked hard for what you have: your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft.